Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Mommy and Me Murder Time podcast. I'm Maya and today me and my mom are joined by a special guest, my sister. Go ahead and introduce yourself, sissy. Hi everyone, it's Leah. Um, What's up? It's nice to be here. (laughs) I'm glad I have both my babies here today. We're going to talk about some uh, good old gory stuff. I mean, not too gory, but, you know, in the sense of being a mother, this is one of the stories that touched us, you know, as a family, hearing the story together, like it was uh, what brought us into all this. It It is a, a bit of a gory story, I believe. A lot happened uh, to this victim um, in some sense. I do believe it's gory, especially some of the uh, outcomes, <laughs> you know, that happened. Right. So uh, to begin with, let's just say if some of you are triggered by, you know, child abuse and that sort, you probably don't want to listen to this episode because it's pretty graphic and disturbing. But with that being said, I just want to also let everybody know that we do not glorify the murderers who have committed these crimes. We are only talking about these two you know, educate you on some of the stories and the things that happened and why they happened. And as always, as Maya comes in with her educational points, she'll come in and figure out like what what we think was going on at the time. But that being said, let's get started on episode two, which is the torture and death of Sylvia Likens. You guys remember the story of Sylvia Likens? If you've ever seen uh, the movie uh, An American Crime, mm-hmm. that is pretty darn close to what actually happened to Sylvia. Um, I want to start off by talking about Sylvia specifically because we always want to um, show the respect to the victim rather than show respect to the murderer. So we will definitely talk about Sylvia first. Oh, yeah. I'm actually, I would rather talk about Sylvia because I think she deserves to be talked about other than uh, Gertrude. Gertrude's an awful person, and that's why she's going to be kind of put on the back burner until the very end of the episode. Yeah. Um, But I agree. Putting the victim first is always a really good gesture. I mean, obviously, it doesn't do much for the family, but it's... A good way to respect what's happened to them. And there's a lot of things, like if you have seen that movie, there's a lot of things in there that weren't actually brought out to people's attention. So we'll hit on some of the points that weren't brought out in the movie and more that are uh, real parts of the story, which is actually worse than the movie, believe it or not. I think, you know, they... They had to um they had to make it censor. Okay for, yeah, yeah, they had to yeah. censor the movie a lot because a lot of just awful things happened to her that I think if they did put it in the movie, it would be like probably banned from America, even though this right. happened in America. This happened Absolutely. in Indiana. So it's supposedly one of Indiana's worst crimes and it it's was the first case awful. to be brought to um their court systems and it was deemed as one of the most horrendous crimes in, in their county. It's one of the worst crimes I've ever, like, actually read through and stuff like that. Um, the second one is another child abuse crime. 
and that's the one of baby Brianna, which is really, really oh, sad. I know that story. It's so yeah. sad. We should talk about that one. <laughs> that one soon. That one really, that one really, really hurts me. Yeah, that actually. one's a really awful one. But I this, was, ugh, ahead, sorry. I can't really say that either case is worse than the other because they're both equally like awful. Um, yeah. But that this case, the Sylvia Likens murder case, is one of the worst cases in Indiana, like, period. Like, it's just awful. I know. It sure is. Um, I wanted to start off by saying that um, I know in the movie they, they did mention that she had uh, two sisters, but yeah, I don't does. think they made it clear that she was uh, the third child born, but she was born in between two sets of fraternal twins, which is really strange. But she had an older set of fraternal twins, which was Danny and Diana, and they were 18 years old. And then mm-hmm. Sylvia was born. And then after Sylvia, uh, it was Jenny and Benny, who were 15 years old at the time. Uh, Jenny suffered from polio. So mm-hmm. she had problems walking and you know whatnot. She had to use metal crutch on her bad leg. And Jenny was really over, I mean, um, Sylvia was really overprotective of Jenny because of her condition. So a little bit about her parents. Uh, Her parents are Lester and Elizabeth uh, Likens, and they were part of the, you know, the carnival circus. circus. They worked (laughs) as carnies. Yeah. And, you know, you know how the festival works. Like they just travel from place to place to place. Mm They they uh primarily focused on traveling in Indiana. Yeah, they at the time they were just focused on in in Indiana and because it was something like they grew up with their whole life, they were used to the parents traveling the circus because only the um the older twin and Benny the, were allowed the two to sons. Work. Yeah, yeah. And um so usually they would stay with relatives but because of the way everything had happened so fast i mean they got an order or whatever to go work fourth of july and fourth of july ended up turning from july to november Mm -hmm. and uh because they couldn't find anybody to watch them they had to find somewhere for them to stay because the parents really wanted sylvia and jenny to stay behind First of all, for their education, but also for their safety, believe it or not. Like, they were so worried about the girls' safety. And then Mm -hmm. to see where they ended up, you know, in, like, the most horrendous condition that you could ever imagine is just, it's unheard of. Because they entrusted her, um, the Gertie, as we'll call her for right now until I get to talk about her. But they entrusted her. and. Things went south really fast. And how sad because like they met at the at the church. They met at church, you know. Yeah. And yeah. like that's not to say that like oh you don't trust, but like yeah, you can't really trust a lot of people even if they are you know in the same group of likeness. That's true. That's true. So um, I just want to add that um, Sylvia and Jenny and I'm pretty sure Diana was at in this house at the same time because all the girls were together but diana actually ends up leaving because she gets married on her own sylvia and jenny's mother ends up going to jail Mm -hmm. (laughs) right before and uh, for shoplifting 
So the father, Lester, you know, he meets up with Sylvia and Jenny befriend Gertie's daughters and, and, you know, they, her dad decides like, oh, maybe, I don't know if it's her dad or if it was Gertie that was like, hey, it's okay. Leave them with me. Yeah, actually, he was just like, you know, I already have a bunch of kids. Actually, let me tell you a little bit about her, okay? Um, Gertie, or her real uh, government name, Gertrude Banaszewski. She was probably about 39 years old. Uh, a small thing, like 100 pounds. They lived in Indiana at the time. She had seven kids. Mm -hmm. She was married to a guy named John in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And four kids with him. Can you believe that he was a cop? He was a cop. Yeah. Four kids with the dude. Okay. Then she leaves him after 15 years or whatnot and goes and marries another guy for like a couple of months and divorces him and then gets back with the first husband, Mm -hmm. has a couple more kids. And then he decides, like, hey, I'm out of here. This chick's crazy, whatever. And then she decided to go cougar status, get her little hot 22-year-old, had her last child, the seventh child. And, like, can you imagine, like, first of all, that's a whole lot of kids to be raising solo. Yeah. Um, I can't well, imagine what the heck she was, what was going through her damn mind. I, I really can't. Yeah, she, uh. I feel like she was opportunistic. Like, you know what? Let me take this <laughs> true opportunity for myself. I'm gonna take your kids and give me ten bucks each a week. Right. For- twenty. Well, well yeah, twenty, 20 in total. Yeah, twenty yeah. in total yeah. for a week. So she saw them as money bags and then you know what? Your money's not coming through, so let's start this she was right. just a schemer like she yeah. did anything she could to get money so well yeah they uh the family had fallen onto financial unfortunate financial problems and um she really did anything to get by so yeah it, it kind of got worse when um her daughter paula ended up pregnant and uh now she has to think about i have another kid basically to raise Right. And this kind of sucks. And, and right. Paula was her money bag too, because Paula was the one going. Yeah, she was the one working and money out there money. for the family. So, well, before we finish talking about the rest of the Banswicki, uh, I know I didn't say Zuzuki. that right, but Zuzuki Brigade, but the yeah. the the dirty birdie Gertie tribe is that what I talk, <laughs> what I call them? I just want to explain. Like, I heard the description of who Sylvia was as a just an individual and it was so touching because to think about how much empathy she had it just said you know that she was just a regular teenager friendly confident lively fun loving you know known as cookie by her friends and how much empathy she had how much uh she gave of herself to her sister because she was so protective of her taking her ice skating using her own body as a crutch just to make her sister happy and make a special memory. Like she had the most empathy in the world and it was completely destroyed. And that's, uh, that's what we really want to talk about is how you, how you can just break someone down so viciously in a short amount of time. Because honestly, 
she was only with them from supposed to be with them from July until November. And um, she ended up dying in October. In October. Yeah. And she didn't terrible. even make it the whole stay. It was, it was such a short stay. And to know that the amount of torture that she endured in that time, it's, it's unfathomable. It's unfathomable. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to Sylvia. So Sylvia and her sister, um, they go and stay with Gertrude and all her bundle of kids that she has in this house in Indiana. Um, and her parents are supposed to send her money every week. Thank you for taking care of my kids. Like, thank you for giving them a roof over their head. Right. Um, and everything goes smoothingly for the first like week or so like everything is the it basically it's a facade for what's gonna happen right the coming months exactly and uh after this week or so oh your parents money never came this week like i took care of you guys for no reason i wasted money on you for no reason turn around i'm gonna whoop you and that's exactly what she does Right. And she did it to both the girls in the beginning. Both Jenny and Sylvia both took, um, you know, she used a wooden paddle on their ass. Like she really went off on them just because the check was late and it ended up coming like one, two days later. Yeah. 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 So, but I have to ask, like, I know, I know that like, that's not your time era, but like when you were little, were you being watched by someone and they were allowed to punish you? Um, like I know you hung out with mamas a lot of the time, but like, you know, you had a rough childhood growing up. But, but we're like, not going to talk about like family friends. Like this is a completely no, 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 random no, 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 person. But would that would have would that have been okay? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's right. So okay. like, I don't understand where this lady is. Like, your money didn't come. What one? You're a chill. You're a child. You can't control right. money. Exactly. So, it's you not know, their responsibility that yeah. their parents married money didn't come on, right. on time. And right. it's not to say your family's uh poor it, the, the postal service is it has flaws. Right. You know, if it's gonna come late, you know, she was like, Hey, it's gonna come. I, I yeah. promise you it's gonna yeah. come. I think sad. she was just very money hungry. Well that and she was like, she, I can't. Yeah, she can't also win. she had an addiction. She was addicted to her, you know, her her cough syrup for her emphysema or whatever the hell she was on. I mean, she was addicted. So imagine she wanted every penny penny she could to get what she could to maintain what she called her sanity. And then as a sister, I feel like Sylvia obviously didn't want Jenny to feel any of that pain. And I feel like as a sister, I wouldn't want you to go through any of that. (laughs) I would (laughs) hope we never had to. Oh, yeah, like I'd be like, no, it's okay. Like, I'm, I, I could take it. Like, first of yeah. all, mom's coming fully. Yeah, I know. Because, you know, so, I'm yeah. so, so I, because I just want to add this to the story. After being like hit and stuff like that, her parents would come and visit them and they would never mention that they were being hit. Like, it was never brought to their attention. So they just thought, oh, everything's fine. So it's kind of like, Uh, you can't even ask for help when they're right there in front of you. Right, because she made sure she stood right there so they wouldn't say anything. 
So it's just an off. Yeah, I obviously we'd never be in this situation. Um, Mom wouldn't drop us off randomly with one person never. that we met once before. No, I got to um, know everybody in the family yeah. and I need a picture ID and a blood sample. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when when Tim came down the first time, she was like, send me a photo of his driver's license. And I was like, right. okay. <laughs> and then when he got here, I made sure I got his bin number from his car yeah. A picture of the license. I need you to hold that ID in front of your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm that mom. Absolutely. 100%. But to think about this poor girl. I mean, I, I, I understand that sometimes things are hard. Parents got to do what they have to do. I'm not going to lie. I have me and my brother have been in a situation where we have been left behind. Mm-hmm. But. I guarantee if someone were to put our hands on us in that way, it would have been a different situation. And that wouldn't have been tolerable. You know, that absolutely would not have been tolerable. But it does happen. It does happen. And it's cases like this one where this is what it takes to get uh, attention on this type of abuse. I mean, this girl was tortured so bad. It. I just... Like, I can't believe the things that they did to this poor girl. You know, first of all, put throwing her down the stairs. She was so singled out by Gertie, throwing her down the stairs, you know, um, burning her with cigarettes, kicking her, allowing neighborhood kids to come in. And they actually would pay five cents, 10 cents. It's not for free. And and look at the spectacle. Like it's a, a zoo or something. Yes. And then allowed them to also participate in judo kicking her. Also partake in the torture. They did. Tying her up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Having her eat her own vomit. Trying to force feed her when she was dehydrated. When you're dehydrated, you don't have any kind of fluids in your body. And they were shoving crackers down her throat. You know, using her like a punching bag. And then after assaulting her, putting her in scorching hot water to the point of when they actually found her, her skin was coming off. Her lips were chewed up from these kids just torturing her. And she did try to escape. Bless her heart. She tried to escape on three different occasions and was not successful because of the condition of her body. You know, she and the last escape attempt was attacked by the boyfriend of her daughter, Stephanie, who hit her with like a rod in the head. And that caused a lot of problems for her. She was still alive, but her neurological system was screwed up. Like her legs started twitching, arms started twitching. There was like uh, definitely brain damage that was caused because of that hit. And from there, she just seemed to deteriorate, like, to completely nothing, where there was a point her sister uh, was said to have come down, and she told her, you know, I know you don't want to hear this, but I'm going to die. And can you imagine, as a sister, having to watch your older sister go through things that were so vile, just you know, to protect her younger sister. Now she got her own licks too. Jenny did, 
but not as much as Sylvia. Sylvia was completely um, singled, she was out, singled and out. It was because of what you were saying, Maya, about the, the rumors about the sister, the Banswiki sister. Well, there weren't, it wasn't rumors. She was actually pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> and but... then like Sylvia was trying to like protect her. Like, don't, don't hurt her. Like she's, she's, she's pregnant. She just told me that she's pregnant. Yeah. Right. And then she's like, you're going to pay for that. Oh, well, like, what does that mean? Just like, don't, don't, don't say that. Like, I don't want people to know. Like, no, you're going to pay and goes to so, her mama. While the abuse was starting, um, Gertrude, I know I didn't really want to bring it up that much, but like, uh, Gertrude would often, yeah, she'd single out the the girl. She'd mostly single out Sylvia, though. Like, oh, um, you know, they went and were picking out glass bottles for recycling, and she was oh. like, "You guys are stealing. Turn around, and I'm gonna whoop you." And then it went to like, oh, her children, Gertrude's children, were telling Gertrude like, "Oh, Sylvia's eating." way too much so then gertrude force fed her like a hot dog or something with Mm -hmm. um a bunch of stuff on it and then she vomited and then gertrude made sylvia eat the vomit up like lick it up and so it started to be like oh it's all about sylvia now we're gonna focus on punishing sylvia and then when sylvia came around and said well paula's pregnant gertrude was like no you're you're a prostitute you're a whore you you go around and you sell yourself and stuff like that and yeah. uh i just feel really bad um and i also think about because i didn't really talk about, about the graphic graphic stuff because i you know i didn't want to really hurt anybody's feelings talking about that graphic graphic stuff well we already we already gave the warning in the beginning so if they've gotten this okay far, well i'll let you go ahead I and hope talk okay about the graphic, graphic stuff I didn't talk about the carvings <laughs> in the glass bottle. I'll let you do all that. Oh, yeah. So there was a point where um, Gertrude had overheard Sylvia talking about how she let a boy, you know, touch her, fill her up a little bit. Um, so that caused Ger- Gertrude to go off the edge, blow up on her and tell her, you know, she's a whore. And she brought her down to her kids and said, like, Sylvia's pregnant because she let a, a, a kid touch her touch herself and um handed her a coke bottle or whatever and made her masturbate in front of the children that with it so um of course sylvia was not uh, she was a virgin there was nothing you know yeah. she didn't do anything she she was like 15 there i mean what's that to say paula was like 17 when she got pregnant so yeah. i guess it doesn't matter um but she would project whatever Paula was doing. That went on to, well, Sylvia's actually right. the one that's doing it. Paula's not pregnant. Paula's a virgin. Sylvia's a prostitute and she sells herself. And, you know, I need to get her out of here because she's a bad influence right. on my kids. So it's really sad. Um, I also want to talk about the freaking, the witness to this, to, to, to this abuse. The next door neighbor that saw two instances of Paula abusing Sylvia yeah. and kind of was like why didn't they know I don't think so I don't think that's really in. what's happening I remember like two different instances and they're just like oh no it's none of our business how is that none of your yeah, business the first when you hear one, someone screaming especially yeah okay so the the 
the witness, her name is Phyllis Vermillion, which is a really that's a really that so weird name. Like, um, like the song. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she actually wanted to have Gertrude watch her kids. So she was like, oh, we're going to go over there, introduce ourselves, maybe get to know the families. And then she sees Sylvia walking around the, the backyard with a huge oh, black eye. God. And Paula says, yeah, I'm the one that gave it to her. Watch this. And then she takes a cup of boiling water and throws it in her face. And the Vermilion, Mrs. Vermilion's like, okay, that's weird, but I'm not going to say Why anything about it. Why don't you not say anything? I'm still going to leave my kids it. with this lady and her kids, even though they beat up on this girl. Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't understand. And then, so a few weeks pass after that. And then Mrs. Vermillion goes over to ask Gertrude for something. And Paula opens the door. And in the back, she sees uh, Sylvia walking around with a busted lip and another black eye. And she's like, what happened to Sylvia? And she's like, oh, Paula says, oh, I beat her. Do you want to see how? And she takes off her belt and she whoops her in front of this woman. And she's still like, okay, you know, I'm going to go home and never tells the police about it. I don't know if that's what how it was back then, because then you start to read little excerpts like, oh, a lot of people, a lot of the kids that were around the neighborhood and Gertrude was like, come on, come over here, beat Sylvia for five cents or whatever. The kids would go home and tell their parents that woman over there is beating a girl and the parents would be like, well, that's what happens when you get in trouble. Like, Why would you just blow it off like nothing? I, I mean, I understand it was a different <laughs> time, but. I, I can't imagine. And you see, this is why I never let you guys go anywhere. Right? I was just thinking <laughs> about that. Like, we couldn't go, like, throw the trash. I went to a lot of my dates with, with Maya, my chaperone. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know. I was, like, <laughs> five years old. <laughs> like, we didn't do, like, if we wanted to have friends, a lot of our friends just came over. We didn't go to hardly anyone's houses. If, if they, if were, they allowed were allowed to. If they yeah. were allowed to. Yeah. It's not like we had a, a huge amount of freedom where yeah. we lived at the moment. <laughs> but we were very protected. I went when in elementary school to walk to my friend's house that was right across the street. My mom followed me in the car uh, across the street from the elementary right school just Heck, so I could yeah. go. <laughs> but it's it it's a good thing because i do read the i read the news every day i read everything what's going on because i have to stay up to date on on when it comes to crime stuff um and i often see a lot of you know although now it's more like teacher children type of stuff that's happening it's still there's a lot of stuff happening to kids and it's It's really i don't like that I being a, a victim, it's like I think that's why I like talking about the the ones that are severely tortured. Like I don't know, in some ways, I just my heart is with them. I feel like I can feel their pain. I feel so bad for Sylvia, you know, as an individual. Oh yeah, it just me too. Breaks my heart, and I can't imagine how her parents felt after all of this. So, yeah. So we we were talking about empathy, right? How she was very empathetic and she would do anything for anybody, kind of like bend over backwards to to help people. And she was just a good person. She was a good friend. And while she, so there was a time where, like you said, Gertrude punished her, pushed her down the basement stairs and she stayed there for a long time. She was in the basement for a long time. 
Gertrude started to, I don't know if she had this like weird spell over people, but she could convince them that Sylvia was doing things that she really wasn't or saying things she wasn't. Um, and she had managed to convince one of Sylvia's best friends that Sylvia was calling her mom a whore and was saying really awful things about the family and like put enough like awful thoughts in her head to get her to go downstairs and beat on her like go ahead beat up your friend she's saying all these things about your family she was really out to get Sylvia for no reason like it's a young girl I don't understand what you have against a girl that's half your age maybe more she had a problem with jealousy of beauty you know oh yes she was already haggard yes okay she's a hot mess (laughs) she she was well, a, a drug, drug addict. Drug addict. She had pushed out all these seven crazy ass kids. <laughs> Obviously, they all got some type of mental damn disorder. You know, it's mm-hmm. it was very abnormal. This woman was just out of her mind. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Oh yeah, she was. And we'll we'll talk a little bit more about how I feel her mental health was. Um, but yeah, that's just I don't know that weird control she had over everybody to. Sylvia's doing this. Why don't you go downstairs and beat her? Like, that's who I don't know who who could do that. It's kind of okay. Well, I think it's time for an ad break. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the mental health aspect of what we think is going on with uh, Dirty Birdie Birdie and her crew. Hey, Leah. Hey, Mom. I heard you were looking for some skate gear. I am. I just got my new skates in the mail. You know what? Have you ever been to Dale's Records? Where's that? Well, it's on 73754 Highway 111, Suite A in Palm Desert. That's just on the street from me. Okay, well, he has Lowly, he has Awesome Records, and he has skate gear. It's a cool place to kick it, too. I suggest you go and check him out. He's actually one of our listeners, so shout out to Dale's Records. And his ad on Instagram is at Dale's Records on Instagram. Good looking out, guys. Make sure you hit him up. We support all small businesses and all businesses the same. Thanks for listening. Before we went to break, you mentioned how bad you think Sylvia's parents must have felt leaving their kids and stuff like that afterwards, after the fact that all this came out. Um, and I kind of want to talk about the sister, the older sister, Diana. Okay. Jenny was actually sending Diana letters telling her, like, we need to get out of this house and telling her everything that was happening. And Diana blew it off as like, oh, they just don't want to um, face their actions for the stuff they're getting into. And they're making up these crazy, like, made up stories and stuff like that and so she kind of ignored them for a while until diana had gone over to gertrude's house and gertrude was like you're not allowed to be here and she came up with this lie like your dad said if he ever came to get you off my property and so diana was like okay well you know something's not right here i need to go in and see my sisters and gertrude said if you stay here i'm gonna call the police and you're gonna have to be escorted so she goes and hides and she sees jenny outside and jenny like she goes up to her and jenny says i can't be talking to you and she takes off and that was like the last that 
they ever like saw each other for the time you know that they remained there but it's like how awful do you think diana must have felt to know that like her sisters were telling the truth they were enduring a lot of abuse and she kind of was just like no i don't think so like i mean i'm sure if someone came to you and said hey my sister's getting so beat so bad that you know she looks like a rag doll I'm sure people would be like, what are you talking about? That's not even possible. She probably didn't believe her, first of all. Why wouldn't she? Who knows? But I don't know. How do you take that when someone tries to tell you something like that? I think that it would be kind of like Leah. Like Leah's Diana in this case. And Jordan's the one that's saying, hey, mom left us at this person's house and they're beating us. Like, you need to come and help us. You need to get us out of here. And Leah's like, no, I think Jordan's lying. I think Jordan's not really telling the truth here. Like, he's just playing around. Like, that, I would be so hurt uh, yeah. <laughs> that my sister's not taking me seriously. I would be seriously. so hurt that my own child, like, wouldn't step up and be like, okay, there's something wrong. I mean, you just you should have that mm-hmm. instinct. Just, you know, the familial instinct where you step up to protect your siblings or anybody in your family. Right. I also, I'm, I was also just thinking like if they were to have said anything on these many visits that their parents had to their, to Gertrude's house, like what would have actually happened if they said, you know, mom and dad, like she's beating us. Like Gertrude obviously can't do anything other than, Oh, well they're lying. Like they can show proof, you know, Sylvia had the black eye that she was walking around with a busted lip. She had bruises all over herself. So it's not like they're, they can't show it, but they were like, I don't know why. During her autopsy, she had over 150 injuries, 150 injuries to her body. When they got her, her skin was falling off and her head was Mm -hmm. so damaged. Like I said, is what caused her neurological uh dysfunction it was mm-hmm. so sad like i'm sure that uh, her sister was very shocked to hear oh yeah i would how be... the heck would you be able to i mean would i would you... be devastated Imagine? and then what if she what if we don't know maybe she did try to tell the parents and the parents are like no way we have the circus you know what that's a, that's a lot of stories that happen with child abuse is uh mm-hmm. denial um mm-hmm. it's possible it's possible, but we don't, we ain't going to know the truth. We weren't there. You know, we only know what we, what we right. hear, what we can study about. Like how, how would you feel as a sibling? You know, you I would be devastated. I would be absolutely devastated to be the person responsible for not getting them out in the first place. I mean, obviously the parents are responsible, but they didn't know they weren't getting these letters that the, the daughter was getting. So I, I mean, did she? And then who knows? She was like, did she kill herself afterwards? Because I probably who knows? Would've. She was like just eighteen. She went off and got married, right? Like maybe she was. Yeah, just she had a family trying of to her do own. her family thing and was like, yeah, my sisters are fine. They're, they're. I mean, probably that's more likely what yeah. happened. But she definitely ignored the letters because, um, she did think that that Jenny was just making stuff up to get out of the house. That's messed up. That was really sad, though. I mean, I don't yeah. wish anyone ill will, and I hope that she didn't kill herself, but I don't think that I, I as a person, would probably want to live after knowing that. 
Exactly. That's why I'm saying, like, I wonder if she's had a lot of guilt because of yeah. it. So I'm okay. So we just talked about that. I actually want to know more of what Leah is thinking, more of like what she's researched. Cause I'm curious, actually, I am. You know what? I am too, because like I said, you know, you guys were young when we watched this movie uh, about Sylvia Likens. And I, I like feel 10. like it, I feel like it affected us. Like, it's always fun. Yeah, we watched <laughs> this movie and at the end, we were just like, oh, I mean, it was. It was sad. It was sad to know that, like, she was manipulated, definitely. Not only just, like, by Gertie, but by that whole family. I mean, Gertie was a master manipulator, for sure. And she had her whole family wrapped around her finger and put, like we said before, Paula's life onto Sylvia and made it ten times worse. Like, yeah, Paula got pregnant, but oh, Sylvia is a prostitute and Sylvia is selling herself. And you know how we need to treat people when when they're treating themselves wrong? We need to treat them even worse. And that's, Mm -hmm. one, not your um, place to judge. If you're a God-fearing woman, that's that's not the way to do it. And two, um, only looking out for yourself. I mean, obviously to the end, Gertie looked out for herself because she yeah she yeah. was protecting and i have air quotes here protecting her children from sylvia and then when it came to trial she threw her own children under the bus nope johnny's lying uh, yeah. like for her own uh, self yeah. it's that's how you, some people shouldn't be mothers no, i'm just gonna say that's that. true you know what i was thinking also like not so much uh munchausen is what i was thinking but more do you feel like sylvia had some sort of besides the fact that she was could hardly move anyways but the fact that they never said anything do you feel like that was some kind of a stockholm syndrome that they had no stockholm syndrome is falling in love love with your surroundings and like you're like like beauty and the beast oh no yeah stockholm syndrome is tim has actually taken taking me hostage he's kidnapped me in the middle of the night taking me and i've actually fallen in love with my kidnapper i've i've (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what happened i know yeah that's exactly what happened (laughs) no it's not i don't think at all she had stock stockholm because she tried to escape i know she tried to that's what i was thinking like she tried to escape but also there was a point where she couldn't say anything either like, I don't know. I it's- think it's because Gertrude had her under her thumb. And at one point when uh, uh, Diana had actually called Child Protection Services because of the whole Jenny incident thing, I can't talk to you and ran away. Right. She called CPS and Gertrude had told CPS, oh, Sylvia, you know, I kicked her out of the house because she's a prostitute. Again, she keeps bringing up that Sylvia's is prostitute. I kicked her out of the house because she's a prostitute. I don't want that around my kids. You know, she probably went with a group of boys or whatever. She doesn't live here anymore. And then CPS is like, okay. But before they talked to Jenny, before they talked to Jenny, Gertrude said, if you don't tell them exactly what I just said to them, you're going to go downstairs naked with your sister too. And you're going to be there for a while. So Jenny's like, oh yeah, my sister ran away. Like she doesn't live here anymore. And CPS is like, CBS is like, okay, we don't have to come back to the Benazuski house. Like, there's no reason to come back because she doesn't live here right. anymore. 
Like she's completely wiped out from the memory. Like, but recipe. wouldn't you like as CPS go and inspect the house just to make sure? Yeah, but listen, CPS has had a bad track record. Let's just—they've got a really CPS bad has track a... record, honestly. <laughs> CPS is like—I feel really bad for them because they don't do their job that they're supposed to, which is child protection. They absolutely look over everything. They there's so many cases from CPS where take the freaking um, what's the 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 Netflix show that just came out Gabriel Fernandez oh my God. how many times they failed yeah. him CPS went to the house like 20 times or whatever and they failed him every single yeah. time so you know what we gotta do uh he needs his own actual episode oh we'll yeah definitely talk about him poor baby um so CPS as much as it should be needed it is an embarrassment yeah is all I can say. Yeah, they failed him. They failed Sylvia as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because what they went there what once? Why? They went there once. I just don't think it was. They went there. I once. don't think back in the sixties it wasn't like. I don't know if maybe CVS was wasn't taken seriously back then either. I mean, they're definitely no. I'm sorry if you work for CVS and you feel like we're you know calling calling you out on your stuff. We're just we just know what we see, and what we hear. Right. And as far as we see, there's a lot of cases where that you know, people like it's Sylvia failed have people. Been, yeah, they've been failed, and yeah. um, that was in the '60s. Okay, yes. here we are in 2020, 21, 21. Excuse me, I'm high, <laughs> and um, it's not any better. It's ten times worse. Yeah. Well, oh, absolutely. For, yeah, you were right on the money, Leah, to say like, well, damn, why didn't they go inside and demand to see her? Or if the rumor was that she was in the basement, why didn't you look in the damn basement? Or like, check that Honestly, out for just her presence if she was or wasn't there. Yes. And not, you're not supposed to do interviews. Like if it's anything like law enforcement, you don't do interviews around other people. You take them separate and you interview them there. Where's your sister, Jenny? Did your sister really run away? When did she Because once she gets... Yeah, when she ran away. Once you get alone and you know that Gertrude's not standing outside the door listening to every single word, then you say the truth. She's in the basement, dude. She's right underneath yeah. us. Like, it's really sad. And it's... I say this to Tim all the time. Like, I wish... I wish I had the want to go into these type of jobs so I can change it around to what it's supposed to be. Like, oh, I want to get to CPS and get to the highest level so I can say this is how it should be. Like, this is how it should be. You need to take care of children. Same thing with being a police officer. I want to get to, like, chief of police so I can change police departments and make them do right. Yeah. I mean, that's my end game. Not CPS, but APS. You know, I do work with adults who have mm -hmm. uh, disabilities and I just see so much neglect or, oh, yeah. or not even just the proper care of some individuals. And it just, it hurts knowing that they are full grown adults who do need care and proper care and aren't getting it. And that mm -hmm. has been my biggest turning point in my career, just seeing what I see in my daily or what I used to see in my daily now due to COVID don't, that um just how are you know individuals just being properly taken care of are, are they gonna be eating tonight are they gonna be in the way of somebody are they gonna get hurt like that 
that's heartbreaking, but you know. You you need to have a heart to want to go into these protection services. Mm -hmm. And I feel like not a lot of them do. They just don't care. It's just a job to them, which it really shouldn't be. This is somebody's life in their hands, but I don't think they realize And you know that. what? I feel like going in, a lot of these people in CPS and APS probably do have that mindset that they want to help as many people as they can. And I'm sure that the system just gets overwhelming. Absolutely. And there's just so many cases brought to them. There's too many cases. So. That's why they can't handle the, the, the amount of children they're supposed to see. But in the 60s, it wouldn't have been that bad. It was just a lack of what they were doing on their part. Oh, maybe. Maybe it could have been. I mean, that's when the whole baby boomers started. There's a lot of kids yeah. then, right? Obviously, so look at Gertie, Birdie, Dirty. Oh, you yeah. Know, she I had seven, seven. Seven. Seven and like six And even the Likens like family had five children. So they're not yeah, far off. A lot of kids. Yeah. But still. So... Well, it, it, yeah, that's a birth control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that wasn't regulated. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. regulated. Well, I know you wanted to talk about more of the mental health part of Gertie. Gertrude. And a lot of that was uh, brought up. Was that she suffered from depression? And I can imagine it was probably postpartum depression. She had just had the little baby. Oh, Along yeah. with everything that she was taking, you know, her pills and whatnot, and mixing the alcohol mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've heard of people blacking out or going uh, into a rage, and then they don't remember it the next day or whatever. I can't say the same for her because she was yeah. fully aware of what she was doing. Oh, yeah. But used it as a crutch or an excuse to why she did what she was doing to Sylvia, but to everybody else except her own family. And the fact that she had manipulated all of the kids to, you know, keep telling everybody and convincing everybody that Sylvia just disappeared. I don't know. She ran away. Mm -hmm. What could, That's where you border on uh, that damn cult mind control. Like, she seriously had some mind control. And you think about it, she was only like a hundred pounds. They could have overpowered her at any time. Yeah, a house, a yeah. house full of young, strong kids, obviously good enough to beat Sylvia, could probably take mm -hmm. on the, the one hundred pound mom. But well, she was strong enough to beat Sylvia too, because she would repeatedly punch her in the mm -hmm. face and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it, it, I don't. I just don't it, understand like how, as a mother, you allow you allow your kids to even inflict that type of brutality on another human being. Like, I mean, for God's sake, you're going to church and teaching them about what's supposed to be in the Bible and do good to the neighbors and all Just that. Just because you go to church doesn't mean you're forbidden from doing that's that. Even before, that's true. Even before Sylvia started getting the abuse, um, I'm going to go back to the actual movie and, you know, whatever. Oh yeah, go um, ahead. There's a scene in there where Johnny's like not feeding the dog, and he's two feet mm -hmm. away, like teasing him, like I'm, I have food. Yeah. So those kids are like already messed up, like they are. Oh yeah, have, no. like torture on their brain. So what I think that it's going from the mental illness point of view. So obviously Gertrude has serious mental issues. She she has very bad jealousy issues. Um. 
I would say that it's increased because of the drugs and the alcohol and stuff like that. I don't say she blacks out like mom had said, but cause she's fully aware of what's going on. Like there she's, um, she plots everything, right? She does. She writes a letter from Sylvia saying, I ran away with these boys and you're probably never going to find me. And they scratched, I'm a prostitute and proud of it on my stomach and blah, blah, blah. I know we haven't and even she... talked about that yet, but just the thought that they branded this poor girl mm-hmm. with a hot needle. And the reasoning being is that she branded Paula. You know, you can't make She branded people... her with words. <laughs> you can't make people yeah. do anything that they aren't already doing. If she, yeah, Paula's pregnant. Oh, you've made my daughter this or that. You branded her for life. No, she did that her own self. Right. That's not a response to physically cause bodily harm and actually branding another human being because Mm -hmm. she's stating facts. That's just sickening, man. Like, what the hell is wrong with these people? And how do you trust them? I I just don't understand. They, They couldn't have known that lady that long. To just be like, no, they, okay, we're going to leave you well, here. I mean, I guess they technically did. They knew her for like a few days, dropped the kids off. Okay, see you in a few right. months, whatever. And put her best foot forward um, and said, I will take care of your children yeah. as my own. And little do you know, my children are money bags and yeah. they do as I say, whatever I say. Yeah. So I guess, I guess, I guess she technically did tell them the truth. She's going to cheat treat her kids like her own just slightly a little bit slightly worse yeah um but yeah the kids already have full if they're torturing animals they're on the verge of becoming a serial killer but they kind of close they're just murderers the whole family and everybody else that took part of this abusing her and stuff like that you know um i hope they feel guilty at the end (laughs) at the end of the story excuse me they stated that Stephanie, which is the second oldest daughter, actually tried to save Sylvia and Mm -hmm. telling Gertie that she wasn't breathing and that she was hurt. And Gertie's response to that was to say that she was a faker and to start hitting her with a book and saying that she was faking it and faking it. And like, that's the part that makes me realize like she was completely disconnected. Like mm-hmm. what what made her snap like that? What made her just be like in such denial that this child was dead in her own living room? It's sad. I think fear of getting caught. Well, that didn't help because the cops came and arrested her. Like oh yeah. They came right away and Jenny was like I'll tell you everything. Uh, yeah, me get out, me out of here. here. I'm, I'm going to tell you everything. everything. So yeah. they did end up um, getting arrested as well as, of course, uh, her daughters, her son. And their boyfriends. Yeah, and their boyfriends for the torture. I mean, there should have been more convictions uh, with the other kids in the neighborhood that mm-hmm. participated. There should have been responsibility because mm-hmm. this was like a, an everyday, right. an everyday type Every of day. thing. Every day, yeah. Come on over after school and let's take turns beating Sylvia. Like mm-hmm. everybody should have been held accountable. Parents, 
and the children. And I'm glad that Gertrude's uh, children were held accountable. They, I'm glad too, but I don't like the sentences. No, they were given some bullshit slap on the hand, slap on the wrist, um, yeah, sentences, uh, which was mm-hmm. ridiculous. So uh, Gertrude and Paula got sent to life, and then Richard Hobbs and Coy Hubbard and her youngest son John, they got like two to twenty-one years. They didn't even really serve right. any of that. You know, Paula actually appealed her case and she was sentenced to like three years. Um, She won the appeal, was sentenced to three years. And then to top it all off, she became an elementary school teacher, changed her name and didn't tell anybody. And the school found out that about her past, about her previous name. And they fired her. Obviously, she's going to have children. As they should. Yeah, absolutely. As and then for what, who was it John he went off to be a minister after he did his time I mean I think all these... they all had a, such a guilt inside of them for everything that they did like you have to I mean once you realize that okay my mom gave me up on the stand because she was so concerned about her own well being that she mm-hmm. threw us under the bus like dang I guess that would make you want to turn a new leaf and just say you know what let me try something else. It's really sad. Um, and I can't believe that Gertrude actually got paroled. Yeah. I can't believe that she got paroled. Exactly. I don't even know how that was possible. It's, yeah. I well, mean, according to what I read is that she had good conduct. Probably because there was no damn children around. You know right, what I'm yeah. saying? So, of course, she's going to have good conduct. You're 100 pounds. In a women's prison, they will orange the new black your ass in that thing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. She wouldn't have made it. No, no, no. Yeah, no. It's, I always tell this to people. Like, once people find out you're a child murderer in prison, you're done for it. Like, nobody's going to claim you. You're going to be the new, like, meat sack to beat on like they hate you automatically you don't touch children you don't touch women that's the two rules mm-hmm. and um they usually have to end up separating them from gen pop because they will get hurt so much like it's i'm glad that they get hurt actually like they deserve to feel the pain yeah i agree with that but for their like uh well-being their overall well-being they're separated so that way they're not murdered as well <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah think of it like you know i don't want to talk about him but jeffrey epstein he had to be separated from gen pop and um he ended up dying yeah suicide yeah. you know uh, he wouldn't have made it in gen pop anyways they would have killed him oh, no, immediately no. yeah that's really they sad. take they take child abuse child murder very seriously inside prisons and jails and uh, same thing happened to Gabriel Fernandez's um, mom. She didn't tell them the truth of why she was really in there. And once they found out, she had to be moved over to a new pod. Um, she couldn't be be around them anymore. What the heck? Mm, my goodness. You know what? That's yep. crazy. I, I, I yep. feel bad for her. I'm glad that they have, you know recognize sylvia and place statues up for her i mean none of those things bring her back her legacy will live on 
uh, I was trying to tell you earlier that I feel like me personally, you know, we all have our own beliefs. I just feel like it was not Sylvia's purpose to be here. Like it was and it wasn't. The fact she was born between a set of fraternal twins is strange in itself. But to be the one of your only children that was tortured to death, it's like Sylvia was here to tell a story and make us aware of the evils that are out there that can look just like your next door neighbor and, oh, yeah. and it's it's sad it's terrifying and you know it makes me uh even more paranoid you know for when you guys ever have your kids like i would hope oh, that you would I, keep yeah. an eye on them and a short leash on them that was what i wanted to add <laughs> Go ahead, Leah. Go Is ahead. Is that Sylvia? She was obviously, Gertie was obviously jealous of Sylvia. And so I would always think like, you know, I don't know that that would ever happen to us. I mean, we're a little on the hefty side. But I remember, <laughs> I remember when mom would be like, look, this girl's 27 years old and she got murdered. This girl's 27 years old and she got kidnapped. Right. Just because mm -hmm. you don't think it's going to happen to you doesn't mean it can't happen to you. And right. now that like, oh, absolutely. now that like we're a little mm -hmm. older and um, we have younger cousins and stuff, I think like, oh my gosh, we have to protect Olivia. She's so beautiful. Oh, yeah. I cannot fathom like, I, walking yeah, down I the am... street and then being picked up like that could, that, mm -hmm. that, that could happen and so now that's my mentality like and I you know oh, what wow. I, I'm not to say that I wanted to put fear into your guys's heart but you know what I again because I've been so interested in serial killers and true crimes in general I already have known from a young age a very young age <laughs> to be aware of surroundings and that's oh, yeah, why I've yeah. always been, you know, on you guys. Like, take your mace, have your stun gun, carry a knife. Always park under them, the light. Park under the light, you know, stab them mm -hmm. and ask questions later. Travel with I'm, buddy. I'm always, I'm that kind of parent. And I think it's important. I, I, I absolutely agree that it's my, I already have paranoia. I'm very paranoid about everything. Um, and I'm also very protective of like my nieces. Yes. I, you know, they're, they're 15, 14. I don't like them to be alone, especially when we go out in public, I'm usually with them and I watch over them, take care of them. Um, when I was going to school, I often walked by myself. And when it got to nighttime, I did it once where I walked in the, I got out at like 12 o'clock in the morning. And, uh, that was the one and only time because my heart was racing, I was thinking of everything possible that could go wrong. And I was just like, okay, I need to get home. I had mom actually got me a key that uh, turns into a knife. So I had that pulled out a little bit and I'm, I'm very aware. I'm constantly turning around and looking behind me. I don't, I have headphones in, but I don't play anything because I want to hear what's behind me. With the facade of don't bother me, but also I'm going to know when you're coming up behind. Yeah. Exactly. The sad thing is and that I, I look down yeah. and watch the shadows. Yeah. The sad thing is, mm -hmm. unfortunately, that's the society we live in now. 
-hmm. And think about how much more relaxed it was in the 60s. You know what I'm saying? People didn't People care. Didn't yeah. Care. Now, because you hear stories like Sylvia's, like I was saying, she was here for a reason. The reason is that we're sharing her story to make people aware. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you got a question. Are, is people's intentions really genuine or are they not? Because this is the reality of what could happen. Yeah. Sad, but Definitely. true. Sad, but true. It is. Well, you guys, I don't really have a whole lot more to add. I think we've probably talked a lot about Sylvia today. Rest her soul. Um, oh, yeah. And um, thank you, Leah, for coming and sitting in on this one with us. Yes, thank you. I Thanks like you your participation. I love mommy and me time. Um, <laughs> it was very fun. Um, I enjoyed hearing your output. I know it's not something you typically are interested in, or at least you don't show it. Like, you're not like me and I have a whole library <laughs> full of just this books right. and stuff like that. Um, but I'm glad that you're able to actually come and like do research on a yeah, topic. It is like a that. genuinely big part of my childhood growing up. So it definitely yeah. take me into you guys, the person I am oh today. <laughs> it, it's so funny. Like every episode is going to be like, remember mom had that collection. It's her fault. She started it. <laughs> it's that. The only uh, normal one out of us is probably Jordan and he doesn't have any interest in this. Shout release. out to our editor though. Yes. I know. To yeah, Jordan for the bomb editing on these podcasts. Yeah. Definitely, it's a family um, situation. This is good oh, bonding. Yeah. It may not be bonding for any other family, but this is bonding for us. We love all things uh, true crime related, murder related, weird and weird, black, black, dark. That's yeah. us. That's what we go by. That's what um, makes us whole as a family. And we enjoy it. And we enjoy sharing it with you guys. So thanks. Yeah, thanks for fun. joining us. Thanks for listening. Um, also, I want to just tell you guys, you know, you guys have really been doing a really awesome job of, of uh, keeping up with us on Instagram. And I try and repost as many uh, shout outs as I can to people who respond. And I try and respond too, but just remember that if there's any topics you want to talk about, send us a message. Uh, we have an email. It's uh, mommyandmemurdertime at gmail.com. Or you can reach us on Instagram at the same handle. And if there's something you guys want to talk about, let's talk about it. Um, we're open to have guests over and bring out some more sickos that are just like us like to talk and and do all this fun stuff that we that we do i mean we again we're not glorifying anything but but we do um we do enjoy talking with it you know about it with other people so yes definitely hit us up and thank you again to everybody for listening we hope you enjoyed this second episode of mommy and me murder time Next week will be Maya's episode. I don't know if she has a topic yet, to be honest. She's been keeping it hidden. I do. So I do have what a topic. What you got? I am going to be talking about a person that is not um, 
not normally known. He's not like a Ted Bundy or nothing like that. Uh, his name is Nathan Dunlap. I don't know if you guys heard okay, of him. Okay, Nathan. But uh, <laughs> um, it's a it's a story I find very interesting. It kind of combines two of my worlds a little bit. So that's something I'm excited to bring to the table next week. Um, and before the episode ends, I do want to say thank you to Anchor for sponsoring us again. And thank you to my father for being a very generous sponsor to us. You know, I'm, I'm thankful for all the encouragement that he gives us. Yeah, um, he's also sponsoring another podcast done by my beautiful baby, <laughs> which I'd like to include. So Maya, add your, uh, add your other podcast in here. Me and Tim... And my cousin Steven and my friend Brett, we all have a podcast together where we talk about everything and nothing at the same time. Um, we talk about whatever. It's called Gabby and the Goobs. If you like to hear our first topic is about aliens. If you like to hear about an aliens episode, we definitely have it. We have a cryptids episode series that I did. I wrote all the papers for it. Um, we have a gaming episode. We have everything so go give it a listen if you want. Sounds um, good. All right, guys. Well, until next time, you guys uh, have a killer week. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.